0: happy monday everybody hope everybody had a great easter weekend and so glad you are back and thanks for taking the time to download or stream the be our guest podcast today we have listener justin joining us from out in north carolina and we're talking about his very special trip to disneyland last year and this was his father's day surprise gift from his wife he got to travel out to the west coast for the very first time they're dvc members they travel to walt disney world many many times So they know everything about Walt Disney World, but have never been to Disneyland. So we get their first impressions on that. They did a VIP tour at Disneyland. They stayed club level at the Grand Californian. They went into all the parks. They had Genie Plus. They did individual lightning lanes. We get first impressions, favorite uh, experiences. We get it all in the emotions of Disneyland for a Walt Disney World veteran headed out to the West Coast for the very first time. So I think you're going to really, really enjoy today's show. Don't forget our podcast is always brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a magical vacation to Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney. Check them out right now over at the magic Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. When you shop online, that one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's be our slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We get to do three to four shows each and every week because of your support. So thank you so much for that. And our patrons get a bonus show on top of that. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2267 of the Be our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman. From be guestpodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope everybody had a great weekend, a great Easter weekend. And if you're like me, let me just tell you how the Monday after Easter Sunday works for Mike Rollman. Right now, I'm definitely probably recovering from too much honey-baked ham because we always get the honey-baked ham. We splurge on that at Easter because we are the host family. Everybody comes over to our house. We do the Easter egg hunt for the little kids in the backyard. We do money eggs. I don't know if you guys do this where you're from around the world, but we have we have the plan. This is all my mother-in-law's doing, too. And it's led to some wonderful memories over the years. Many happy uh, uh, cheers of victory and many, many fits of defeat with kids crying and kids stomping around because they didn't get the big money egg because there's always one egg that has more money than the others. It's the special egg. But we put little prizes in all the plastic eggs, hide them in the backyard. Then we have the money. In. It's a whole thing. I mean, it's like a carnival in our backyard on Easter Sunday. But the, the main thing is the honey baked ham when you get older. And then my mother-in-law's famous mashed potatoes. They're not really anything special, but they're just so good. So right now I'm probably in a coma from uh honey baked ham. And one too many servings of mashed potatoes and plenty of deviled eggs. Got to have those on Easter Sunday as well. So hope you're having a great Monday. I don't know how your uh, weekend was, but mine was filled with way too much food and hopefully a lot of fun with the family. But hey, we're getting this week started the right way and we're going to have a fun trip report. And I know we've been talking a lot of Disneyland over the past few days, but we're going to continue that today. And I can't say that I'm not excited about that. We're headed out to North Carolina today with listener Justin. Justin, happy Monday. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. Knocks a uh, Disney bucket list item off for me.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, it makes my day. I appreciate that. So uh, how are things going this spring out in North Carolina? I mean, we we talked a little bit before we recorded. You are a basketball fan, but a Duke fan. So it's good to be on that side of the rivalry, at least this year, right?
1: Oh yeah, now that the tournament's done. (laughs) That's good. There's always next year.
0: That's right. That's right. Especially at the transfer portal, fortunes can change. In the blink of an eye, we actually, I think the zoo's hoping to get a kid from out, out your way, uh, from St. Louis that he's in the portal right now, or hopefully by now we'll have him. uh, love a kid named love anyway. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about your trip to Disneyland, but before we do that, give me some of your background on why you listen to Disney podcasts and how you kind of came into the Disney fandom. How did it all start?
1: Oh, uh, I've been a Disney fan. As long as I can remember, I started out going with my parents. Uh, I'm So, 35 and I started out going when I was in diapers. Uh, My parents owned their own business and it gave us a lot of availability to travel. And when I was little, we, Disney world was just kind of our place. Uh, And we would go once or twice a year. Uh, I went with them probably uh, 30 times. Then uh, I went with them when I was in college, Uh, as I got older, found out about girls, yeah. Took a break from Disney yeah. for a while, but then uh, when my wife and I uh, were engaged, uh, we started going a little bit and uh, after getting married, went once or twice, had our first daughter and then being able to see it through her eyes. And now we have a, a second daughter. Uh, just it, it makes everything like it's new again, watching it from their perspective.
0: That is 100% true. And I've been telling Ricky that, you know, right, because Ricky just had little baby mm-hmm. Lucy and... She's done everything just like, you know, many of us that have listened to the show. We've done everything so many times, but, you know, she's going to get to go through that whole experience of it's all new again. When you take a kid for the first ride yeah. on, I almost said Splash Mountain. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> terrible. You know, on, on the people mover or what have you, you know, mm-hmm. some you know, small world. That's your prime example for a little kid, you know, see them light up when they see that. Uh, it's like, you've never been on the attraction before. It's really, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, let me, so did you always grow up in North Carolina? So I'm I'm always curious for those folks who grew up in the Southeast. Was it something you guys just drove down? It was, it was close enough, like within striking distance, or did you guys fly? How how did that work?
1: Uh, When I was growing up, we, we drove. My dad was uh, always watched his pennies. So we always drove and stayed at the all-stars.
0: That's what we (laughs) would have (laughs) done. Totally. And
1: my uh, wife and I have been very blessed with our, careers. And we have, we typically fly and when we go, we try and take our daughters to those places that uh, both of us kind of wanted to, to stay at when we were, were younger and, and couldn't quite swing. Yep. And we found that, uh, you know, with kids, we want to stay at the, the deluxes or moderates because the rooms were a little bit larger. We were spending more time in the rooms and transportation was usually a little bit easier. Uh, for those mid-afternoon naps, and we need to get back.
0: Yeah, and that's you're exactly right. When you have kids, those 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 extra perks of moving up to a moderate or deluxe, they add up. Especially if you're going to be spending time at the resorts to have a larger room. You know, the kids will get a kick out of having a slide at the pool. I mean, that's you, know, mm-hmm. you you don't realize like that that that's a huge deal to kids. I mean, if you don't have kids, you're like, who cares? It's a slide. No, it's a big deal. And you know, you get to the deluxe resorts. Those pools are like many water parks, you know, the Polynesian, the Storm Along Bay at the Yacht and the Beach. Uh, Boardwalk is pretty amazing. You know, it's just, uh, it, you're, you're paying a lot extra, but you're getting a lot extra. But we're talking Disneyland today. But look, before we jump in one more time, you're DVC members. So tell us about, about your background with DVC. So, how did that start for you? And, and what are some of your thoughts on that? Well,
1: uh, when it was just my wife and I going, we would pop was our go-to, you know, it's clean. It's a, a nice resort. And we were using the room to sleep and shower. And then, like I say, as we had kids and found ourselves staying in the deluxes more, uh, it just, the dollars and cents on it made sense. Uh, so we, we bought DVC and and we like it. Uh, we will try to do, some trips that are a little bit short notice or kind of quick. And that can be problematic with mm-hmm. DVC. We we typically will have one or two DVC trips on the books that we've booked far out. And then if we, uh, you know, make a uh, uh, shorter planned trip, cash. Yeah, uh, that that's the, the only thing we've not liked about it so far. But uh, it's, it's certainly got its perks.
0: Yeah, I hear that from many guests because it's so funny that, you know, because travel agents can't book DVC, that's a whole separate, you know, booking mm-hmm. with the points as opposed to cash. But many of my best guests are DVC members because of that exact reason, right? Yep. You know, they they have their long, like their big vacation, you know, 11 months a year out. They got that on the books. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden an event happens, you know, oh, there's a Villains After Hour I got to go to, you know, it was just announced in two months and you know, no, no DVC availability, or they just want to stay at a, you know, value resort because it's just going to make financial sense. We're going to go down for a quick weekend, you know? So we do that. It is funny because there's kind of a little flexibility in that. And uh, that's great that you brought that up because Scott, he's a DVC member and I take care of him all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> interesting how this Disneyland trip came together. Father's day gift. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's an awesome present. So give us the backstory on this Disneyland trip. when did you guys go and uh, tell us about finding out about it.
1: So we, uh- it's not an official thing in our house, but it has become a thing that my wife and I usually, uh, instead of exchanging presents of something that's gonna get you know stuck in a closet or put in the garage or up on a shelf to never use, uh, we'll usually try and get each other experiences or, or trips, things that we want to do. And we're a, a really close knit family. So we like spending a lot of time together and, and like traveling together as a family. So uh, my wife's very, very type A. Like for our honeymoon, we went to France. And, uh, we went for like two weeks and before we left, I had a bound copy of an itinerary for every day, all of our reservations, you know, just in depth.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for for going to a foreign country, I would say, yes, that's really good. (laughs) Oh, yes,
1: absolutely. I, I would have been completely lost, but, uh, so I got a, a guy of few big interests, but the things that I'm interested in are, are, are uh, man, I'm in them. So it's, it's usually kind of easy for me to figure out what a present may be. Like last year, I got to go see one of Coach K's last games at Duke.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Uh, so she, my wife is also really, really bad at keeping a present a secret. <laughs> so I got home. She's like, I, I, uh, I have your Father's Day present. And this was probably late May. And uh, I mean, it was still sitting on the printer. So she just reached up on the printer and she had put, you know, some pictures and like a Word document. And I started flipping through it and I saw uh, some of Disney font. And then I flipped a, a couple more pages and I saw the teacups, but I saw them out in the open. Nice. And that's when it clicked to me. like, Oh my gosh. We're going to Disneyland. So then I kept flipping and then, oh, there's a reservation for the grand Californian club level.
0: Very Next nice page,
1: There's our four day park hoppers with Jeannie. And then flipped another, there's our first class plane tickets. So she went all out. And, uh, then when I found out, you know, all of those things coming together, like, man, this is this is really gonna be a trip. So I started researching, thinking about it a little bit more, and went ahead and booked a VIP tour uh, for one of the days that we were there. I figured if we were gonna gonna go all out, might as well really go all out. Well yeah. And uh, so we, we did that while we were there. And I mean it's it's one of the, the best trips of my life.
0: So let me stop at this point and just say this show is coming out at a strategic time by accident, but maybe on purpose that we are within striking distance of Father's Day 2023. So if any wives out there want to treat their husbands to a trip like this, there is still time. Pam Rallman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It would be awesome though. I would not turn this down. Okay, so let me ask you this though. I just philosophically because you're a Walt Disney World fan. You you don't go to land as right. much as you do world, right? You, obviously. Nope. That's nope. the okay. first trip ever. A oh, first time ever. Okay, so yep how did you feel when you found out like this was a trip to Disneyland as opposed to some big splurge trip to world? Because like when you saw the teacups outside, you could have either been like nervous, excited, disappointed. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, for, for over a decade, people kept telling me, got to go to Disneyland. And I just kept telling myself inside, like, I'm not going to like it. Like, it's just not world. I love mm-hmm. Walt Disney world. Like before you got there, like, did you have a, like a deep desire to go out there? How did you feel pre-trip?
1: For a long time, I felt the same way that you did. Like, man, the castle's so small. There's only there's only two parks, and it just can't be that much. But then, as I became a bigger and bigger uh, Disney fan, I I had a a burning desire to go just because of the history Mm -hmm. and because that Walt was actually there. You know, you can walk in his footsteps literally, uh, compared to you know, Walt Disney World he had a part of and uh but so much of that you felt like it it was inspired by Disneyland when Disneyland is the, the OG.
0: Right. That, that's hundred percent right. You know, you can see that the stuff at World comes from land. You know, now that you right. once you've been to both you see it. But when you're at land you're like this is the exact. I mean, this isn't a duplicate of Main Street USA. This is, you know, walt walk down this street. Like this is where he picked up trash, you know, it's like, it's hard to wrap your head around that your first or second time out there. I still like, you know, I can almost see like a ghost of Walt, like in the evenings as I'm walking mm-hmm. out of the park, you know, in my mind's eye, it's a, it's a special place. So let's jump into the trip. Cause I want to make sure we get you know, the, all the details of the trip and the logistics oh. and some tips. So you went with your wife and your two daughters, five years mm-hmm. old in 10 months at the time, and you had to fly yep. all the way across the country. So give mm-hmm. us some tips about the travel and arrival. So you guys flew into LAX. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was travel like, especially with a 10 month old that had to have been challenging a little bit.
1: Yeah. And she is the uh, prototypical second child.
0: <laughs> I have one of those <laughs> and she's 15, but still.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, on the, the, we had flown with her a couple of times and, uh, The one of the biggest things that we did was uh, went on Amazon and bought some uh, entertainment for, you know, little busy books and and things that would be self-contained that didn't have a a million tiny little pieces that she could play with on the plane. And at that point she was still young enough that my wife could woo her to sleep with her motherly ways. (laughs) So uh, we live about two hours from uh, Raleigh, Durham. Uh, so we flew out of there to Atlanta and then uh, in Atlanta switched to our flight to uh, L.A. And we had about a, an hour and a half layover in Atlanta. Uh, but there was some little delay right as we were getting into the gate that made our, our connection pretty tight. We made the flight, but then our bags didn't make it to L.A.,
0: yeah.
1: which uh, were, it was pretty tough with all of the baby formula in there.
0: Oh man. So see, I've, thankfully knock on wood, that's never happened to me yet. But the only thing I'd be missing is like my running shoes, you know, and it's yeah. seriously, that's not a big deal compared to what you guys were dealing with.
1: Yeah. We, we, you know, took what we thought was enough with us, but didn't want to carry the kitchen sink and, yeah. a, and a carry on to have to tote through the airports with two kids. So uh, thankfully it, it just got put on the next flight from Atlanta to LA and uh, we went and got our rental car, which you know was kind of an ordeal there, and then by the time we circled back, it was uh, about an hour. Our that flight had gotten there, and our bags were were there. So, uh, got our bags, put them in our minivan, and off to In and Out in Disneyland.
0: Nothing like it. I love that you guys went to In and Out. That's well done. It's it, so uh, first time at In and Out. I know this is going to be an In and Out show, but first yes. time. So yes, does it, it, it was. lives oh. up to the hype? absolutely one of the few things <laughs> that has i agree it's so good it's so good i didn't get it this past trip because i didn't know how to make the lift driver pull in like i, I almost <laughs> told the guy like dude just i just want to go to an inn and i don't know where there is one you probably do and i'll buy you whatever you want just but i didn't have the guts i thought about it like twice but i didn't want to ask him i didn't know the, what the rules those were. lines are crazy i know they are i know exactly i'd be like i'll probably miss my flight but who cares it was on the way back. Um, okay, so you guys get out there. You, so let me tell you about, let me ask you about Arrival. So okay. arrival's kind of a trip, right? For somebody that's a Walt Disney World fan into Disneyland. <laughs> like, I mean, you're going on like a million different highways from LAX. I mean, you change highways mm-hmm. like seven times because I, I was watching in the back of my lift last week. And all of a sudden, you know, you just... <laughs> There's like a sign that says Disneyland hotel, the next exit, you take like two rights Mm -hmm. and then bam, you're there. It's so different than world. Like world is so sterile and so detached from everything. And it's like, and you're there. But then I still felt like I was in the bubble once I got into, you know, into the Disneyland hotel. I don't know if you felt that way for your stay, but I felt like I was still insulated because like this trip, I didn't go off property. Now in July, we went to a Dodgers game. But how did you feel upon arrival? Like, what did that feel like being a Walt Disney World veteran?
1: Absolutely. Uh, getting there, it kind of feels like Universal Orlando. Mm-hmm. Good, how, good how parallel. Just, you, you know, right off the interstate. But then uh, once we got there, the Grand Cal, you know, has the entrance just uh, into, was it downtown? Is it downtown
0: Disney there? Oh, and DCA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's got the uh, oh yeah, the yeah the downtown Disney. Into, yep. Yeah, into downtown Disney to get to Disneyland, and then it has the actual entrance to get into uh, DCA. So, absolutely in the bubble, and and that was one of the big things I, I felt like in the park. That was one of the things I was a little bit concerned about. Like you were talking about earlier, was you know, what if I'm at the top of a ride and look over and see a. Yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. I know. We'll see. That'd be my dream. <laughs> no, but yeah. no offense. I, I know how you feel about Taco a Denny's. Bell. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, it's for, for all intents and purposes with that, it, it you're just as much in the bubble there as you are at World.
0: Yeah. I felt the same. It was totally unfounded. And, you know, I get it if you're saying, but people say it's not even that bad because I still haven't done a good neighbor hotel, but Scott has many times. It's like, dude, it's not even that bad in a good neighbor hotel. He's like, you just walk across the street and you're there. You're in there. Like you just Mm -hmm. because we're he's we're having this discussion about what we're doing for the races in January. He's like, dude, I cannot afford to stay on site. It'll be crazy. I'm like, come on, we'll make it happen. Anyway, we'll figure that out later. So you get there now. You didn't have park tickets your arrival day, and I was the exact same way in July, and I was just like, I was so amped up. I I, Mallory took a picture of me because I just had to see Disney. I had to see the train station. So. I know you guys kind of went to bed, but like I got there and I walked through downtown Disney and I just went up to the Esplanade and just had Man. to look like I knew I couldn't get in. But it's so crazy that you can get that close, like you can get right up to those gates and just like stick your head through the rails and mm-hmm. like just see right there to the train station. Mallory got a really good picture of me. I didn't even know she took it and it's one of my favorites. But I was like, oh, my gosh, like that is the train station of Disneyland that I've seen on TV and all these things for my whole life. What was your first, was it the next day when you guys went to Disneyland, like your first glimpse and your first feelings, like give me that first impression of we're actually at Disneyland park.
1: So that first night we had been traveling all day with the kids. I mean, we went to bed when it was still light outside.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: But then the next day, uh, which would have been Sunday, uh, as, as we walked up and walked through the turnstiles, I started crying. Mm -hmm. It it was just, uh, it's something I've wanted to do for so long. And then the meaningfulness of the trip that my, my wife gifted it to me because she knew it was something that was so important to me. And, you know, it it just a, a culmination of everything. I wasn't bawling like a baby, but, but I had some good mm-hmm. Disney tears. I get you and <laughs> made, made a beeline for the train station. Uh, I, I had given a lot of thought to it, and I wanted that to be the first ride that we did. Uh, you know, Walt's love of trains is what inspired the parks, and I, I just felt like that was a, a very appropriate first ride to take in everything and to to ride what he, you know, was so inspired by.
0: I love it, and that's a great ride too because you can have your family sitting right there side by side with you. You know, you're having mm-hmm. that shared experience. I'm sure you probably got a selfie of the family on the train at Disneyland. Yep. Like first time there, you know, for this in the first half hour being here. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, the, the train at Disneyland is amazing compared to, I mean, I, I hate to compare things, but the, uh, the dioramas, <laughs> those things are yep. epic.
1: <laughs> and the way you sit, that's yeah. kind of cool. Like, uh, you know, Rafiki's planet watch. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so you get there, you have your moment and I've had the exact same moment, man. I had it last mm-hmm. July I, and I, here's the thing. Scott's family didn't arrive until our second day there. So I was kind of glad I had my first day without Scott's family. It was just us because mm-hmm. he was in San Diego still. And I was just like, whew, cause I had to get all those emotions out, man. It was raw. I was like, this is, this is insane that I'm actually here. I can't believe I made it here. Same. I I totally feel what you're saying, but you get through the train so walk us through that day. How does that day unfold? Because again, everything feels similar, but new. It's a, it's a great comfortable feel. At least it was for me. I don't know how you felt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wanted the train to be number one and then splash mountain is my all time favorite ride. <laughs> so I wanted to do that second. We did that and wasn't my favorite.
0: <laughs> I, you know, uh, what? I, I, I never did splash mountain at Disneyland, either trip because Scott told me you get drenched in that thing and I didn't want to get wet well, either time. Cause it was cold this last year.
1: It, it's amazing how much faster it was after Disney World. It, it felt kind of rushed. And, uh, when we did our VIP tour, that was actually one of the things he brought up was, or I brought that up to our tour guide. And he said that was one of the things that was causing Tiana to have such a delay was the, the pacing that, you know, uh, Disneylands was like thumbing through a book quickly, where Disney World's was slowly turning a page, and it was taking a lot to put the the same story into different time frames.
0: I like it that that storytelling. <laughs> 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 I like the way they but, spun uh,
1: that. But that first day, we we rode, 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 rode. Uh, we we really focused on attractions, not that Disneyland uh, had you know bad food but food is food and there were are, that's the the one place you can do those attractions compared to you know get something to eat so when we're at disney world we we may slow down we do slow down to do a lot of tables service and uh you know just kind of take what comes to us but that first day we we really focused on attractions and you know especially like fantasy land there it's like a golf course the way you get off of one ride, yes. and then the entrance to the next queue 100%. is right beside you. Yeah.
0: It's it, crazy. It's so
1: so efficient. Yeah, it so, is. So, and the the crowds and lines are a little bit less than, than World. So we we got a, a lot done that first day, and uh, then we leaned on our the uh, lounge for the club service a lot for for eating. It was outstanding. Uh, so we we went there quite a bit. Uh, during breaks and things like that, to for our meals, we we had our fair share of chur- fair share of churros though.
0: Those churros are so good out there; they're so good. They are. Let me, let me, you, I'm glad you brought up Fantasy Land because until you experience it, you're exactly right. They're so it, it's so compact. It's so you know it, it's it, it's not that it's too small. It's just compact. There's so many attractions just right next to each other that you literally do go right from one to the next. And the funny thing is, like you said, the lines don't seem to be as long. And as you're going from attraction to attraction, both times I've been out there, you're likely to see characters just walking through. Like I've seen Hook, uh, you know, Peter Pan, I've seen uh, Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter. The, the, this past trip, the, the whole band was on the carousel playing away while the carousel's going, people riding it. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I mean, it is Fantasyland. I mean, it, it it's like walking through a Disney commercial. It, it I mean, it's crazy to say that, but it's as close to walking through one of those commercials. You see, you don't see that at World. You know, you just don't see that, like, spontaneity that you see in Fantasyland at Disneyland, I don't think.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, you know. If a, a character was walking through a world like that, they'd be, they'd be swamped. Mobbed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. But I don't know why, because nobody bugs them out there. I mean, people go up and try to get a, you know, selfie or get a you know, but they they have a way, they keep moving, but it's like it's like everybody out there knows. You know, it's like there's like an unspoken rule. It's like in baseball, you know, like the the un you know, unwritten rules. It's kind of like there's an unwritten rule out there that everybody knows. And I don't know why that works out there. It doesn't work at world. It's weird. I don't I don't get it.
1: I, I've heard stats about the number of locals compared to, to tourists there. and I kind of attributed a lot of that to it. That's probably to it. it. That, uh, that's old news for for so many of the people there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meanwhile, we're standing there jumping up and down.
0: Because <laughs> they're trying to see them like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're walking just cruising through. Let, let me take a, a break here because I want to make sure we talk about this before we get into DCA and some of the other times in the parks. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the Grand Floridian because you have a lot of you know, comparisons to Walt Disney world resorts. You stay deluxe down in Florida, your DVC members. Tell us about what that stay was like, especially club level for folks that might be considering staying at this resort hotel.
1: Uh, it was great Uh, to, it kind of messes with your mind to call it the grand Californian because for me being so used to world, you you just envision the grand Floridian every time Mm you, something starts with grand. So it's really like, uh, wilderness lodge west coast
0: yeah i I agree it's so yeah it's it's misnamed or something for world people (laughs) but
1: it 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 kind of drew a a parallel to disneyland and disney world uh to me again it it's a, a large resort but it is smaller you know it's not like you're in timbuktu at animal Kingdom lodge where you're uh you know walking for 15 minutes to get to your room uh it was everything you, you expect from Disney, good service, nice and clean, uh, quiet. The club level rooms, uh, I don't remember what floor It was the fourth or fifth floor, pretty much right off the main lobby. Uh, we were just down a, a hall there, there and the club lounge. Uh, when you walked out of the doors to the club lounge, you're overlooking the lobby. Uh, and it's it's really neat. It, it had a uh, a balcony like that first night we watched the Disneyland fireworks from the the balcony on the, the lounge nice and uh, it, it'd be it would be hard to go back and want to stay somewhere else. I do want to try, <laughs> try Disneyland Hotel, but you know when you get spoiled like that it's it's uh
0: yeah it's I, nice I, Disneyland Hotel is awesome. <laughs> I mean I've stayed there twice and I'm just like enthralled with the place. I love it. But from what people have said and what you've just said, yeah, it, you might have it there. So <laughs> that sounds pretty Cause I'm a wilderness lodge fan. I love the aesthetics of the grand Californian. Cause we went in and had a meal at storytellers and mm-hmm. I just loved walking around. And we saw while we were waiting out at the pool, people were doing yoga on like paddle boards on the, like on the water in the pool. So they were doing their poses while balancing on those like kickboards. I was like, is this California or what? Like they're doing yoga on water on paddleboard. Like I couldn't do those moves on ground. It was the wildest thing I ever saw. I still can't Could get Al- out of my
1: mind. They have avocados <laughs> waiting for him on the
0: side. I'm saying it was wild. I kept telling Scott, Scott, look, that's <laughs> crazy. They're doing the downward dog. They're on. They're balancing on a board. I couldn't even sit on that board. To you know. Anyway, so. Let me so the next day though, I'll make sure we get all this in because you got so much. Yeah, you go to DCA the next day, so mm-hmm. talk to us about how this day unfolds because you got a whole nother new park on the other side of the Esplanade here, or you could just walk in, you, you're at the Grand California, and I forgot you don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, and with that, uh, we knew that we were so in love with Disneyland after that first day that that morning my wife went and added a, an additional day to our room and our tickets. So we were going to do four days, uh, which I know a lot of people will do with Disneyland, but with those small kids where we're doing rider swap and our far and above. Number one has always been to go at our, our kids pace. That's what has made our trips successful, fun, not nightmares. Mm-hmm. So we added on that, that next day and let's see, we woke up that morning, uh, had some gut coffee and a couple pastries at the club level. And then we did breakfast at uh, Napa Rose, the princess breakfast. That was an awesome experience. Oh my gosh. Was it expensive?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that.
1: I was, I was shocked. It was, you know, like a three or $400 meal. Uh, but man, I, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. take that bill. <laughs> I, I didn't know it either until the bill came, but our, our five-year-old absolutely loved it. And she's, uh, she's our little thrill seeker. So BCA was right up her alley. Uh, we all loved the Incredicoaster.
0: Wow. Uh, she, she, Br- she liked the Incredicoaster at five. I'll give her credit for that. Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and she's, she's super tall. I'm six, three. My wife is like five, nine. So our kids are always the tallest okay. ones in their classes, yeah. but she, uh, she loved the Incredicoaster, uh, Radiator Springs Racers. I mean, that's a uh, top three oh, attraction yeah. for me anywhere.
0: Yeah. It, I, I've never bought Genie. Well, I, I bought Genie Plus. We went out in July for the family. I've never bought an individual Lightning Lane, but I did buy one mm-hmm. this past week. And it was for Radiator Springs Racers. I was like, that ride is so awesome. I'm just 18 bucks. I was like, I can't believe I'm paying 18 bucks to ride a ride. But I did. Oh, I gave so it, man. Smiling. It was, and, and I got off the thing smiling like it was worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great ride. And the
1: uh, like the Spider-Man ride. Uh, everything was done up for um, Halloween and Oogie Boogie Bash at that time. So we, uh, you know, saw some pretty cool stuff like uh, the Guardians Mission Breakout. They had a, I think it was four o'clock was the switch over time where they would have. Uh, the regular version in the morning, and then at 4 p.m. switch to a, a little scarier scarier one for Halloween. Uh, what else did we do there? Uh, Monsters Inc. That was a, a sneaky little one that we all really liked.
0: I said the exact same thing, and so did my wife. It's it's back in the corner mm-hmm. where I swear nobody's ever gonna find that ride unless you see it on like a map or something. I mean, mm-hmm. it is so hidden in DCA. And then when we rode it. We're like this ride is awesome. Like it tells the story yeah. of the movie. It, it's it's a great it's a great dark ride. It I had never mm-hmm. heard about it. We were just out there like, let's we'll check out this ride. We saw it on the map, and we we all got off. We're like that ride is awesome. I've never even heard of that ride ever talked about in my life. It's great.
1: Yeah, that's just one of those things Disney does so well is that that storytelling dark ride. Right.
0: Totally. Uh, yeah. By the in way, hour. I was on the Web Slinger thing with I I didn't do it mm-hmm. in July. I did that's I did for the first time last week. I got into a car with like. Two teenagers, like a like probably like two, a seventeen year old like guy and girl, and then like a thirteen year old kid on my other side. They're all like with their hands. I couldn't even tell. This is how I know I'm getting older. I couldn't even tell what color my webs were coming out of my hands. And everybody's doing like karate chop moves, So I'm just. Of course, I got the lowest score in the thing. But I mean, I was. War, it was like Toy Story mania, but without pulling the you know the trigger. But I was. I, was, I wish I could have had a video of what I looked like. You know, that's what they need to sell you at the end of the ride, like a video of just like you because I'm just like yeah I'll probably look like Bruce Lee or something like Whoa. but yeah I was terrible but they're shooting those spiders like nobody's business they weren't leaving me anything to clean up but
1: yeah, that, that, <laughs> after the first one I, I, I came off kind of rubbing my arm my daughter wanted to go <laughs> yeah see if your mom wants to go
0: seriously am I sweating I'm like you sh- you can't play this with like teenagers man they're going to kill you mm-hmm. like it's not even fair that, that this is like in their wheelhouse anyway so Back to that, though. Um, you guys, you did World of Color. So what? where would you rate World of Color when it comes to like nighttime spectaculars that you've seen? It's it's in there. So you're not, you're not it, a huge uh, fan of it, then, apparently? It was
1: not our favorite, to be honest. But it was, it was kind of slow. Yeah. Um, we, we, uh, compared it to, like, uh, the Magic Kingdom fireworks and, uh... You know, illuminations. Illuminations was slow, but you know it was had, had so much oomph. Uh, World of color was was really pretty, and it was uh, you can appreciate it, but it was not our our number one highlight of the trip.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it is beautiful though. It's good for pictures. I'll say that. Okay, so the next day though we get to the because we're going a little long, so make sure we get all this in. We got. You got your VIP tour this yeah, next day, absolutely. the third day. So t- tell us about this next day where you guys head to downtown Disney in the morning.
1: Yeah, we wanted to make sure that our, our girls were real, well rested for the VIP tour because if uh, you can go back to the room and take a nap during that, but you're still paying that hourly rate for it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> those
1: are those are expensive naps. So uh, we just slept in, went uh, ate breakfast at the hotel, and then uh, went to downtown Disney you know, picked up a couple little things, nothing nothing that crazy. Then we met our, our tour guide in the lobby of the hotel at one o'clock. And we had had a little bit of back and forth with the VIP service, but nothing really that substantive. And, uh, you know, he, he, they can take it from, hey, we've heard about Disneyland and here we are, take us around. Uh, but we wanted to do the VIP tour uh, a little bit into our trip where we had had a chance to experience some things and make sure that the, with the tour that we could redo some things that we really liked or, uh, have the opportunity to do for the first time. Some of the things that that we had not gotten to yet, you know, it it was just amazing. With the kids where we were going at a a little bit slower pace, it's a a super good value that they were able to take us to absolutely everything that we wanted to. And, That day we had, uh, we did about 19 attractions and some of those were uh, doubles where we'd have rider swap. Nice. And uh, the biggest value I I found or best use of time with the having that VIP tour was doing the rides that did not have lightning lanes. If you did a ride that had a lightning lane. Uh, they just scanned you into the lightning lane and then stood in the queue with you but if you did something like Alice in Wonderland where there's no lightning lane they just walk you through the exit nice. so you, you pretty much just immediately get on the ride and for a first time where you're doing a lot of rides that you may not you know typically use that service for it was really cool like we would never get one at, at Disney world because you know we go pretty often but Uh, there where it's you know we may go once every five years and that was really the the first time trip it was cool our our guide was one of the coolest stories from the trip he was really really good at timing things so it was getting later in the day we had done all the rides we wanted to at uh, Disneyland and we were um, I'm sorry we were finishing up at DCA and Monsters Inc was our, our last ride there we were standing in line Uh, at Monsters, Inc. at 421. And like, well, we really, we really want bingo barbecue. So he said, okay, order it for a 445 pickup window. And our next, the next thing on our agenda was jungle cruise. We were standing in the queue for, uh, Monsters, Inc. And he said, we'll be at jungle cruise at 447. We were pulling away from the dock at jungle cruise at 447 on the dock. (laughs) while he went and picked up our bingo barbecue
0: that is crazy you know
1: not only the time that we the little bit of time we had in the queue at monsters ain't but to do that attraction and then walk over to a different park and get to a ride it just yeah that shows how how good they are at their jobs
0: it shows that but also let me say something to that effect for just the regular guest who's out on a vip tour you can be a lot more precise and things like that at Disneyland just because of the fact that you're not mm-hmm. transportation is a huge part of the fun at Walt Disney world. Don't get me wrong. I love the Skyliner. I love the boats. I love the monorails. I even love the buses because you know, you meet people on the buses <laughs> except at park closing. They're not so much fun. But at <laughs> Disneyland, like you're walking everywhere. So you, you pretty much know like how long it's going to take to get from place to place at your walking pace. Right. So like, I know like it's going to take me 10 minutes to go from, like you said, Monsters Inc to walk over to jungle cruise. Like it, there's not going to be many variables because there's, you know, it, past park opening, there's not gonna be a line at the turnstiles. I'm going to go through it about two or three minutes. So you can make those calls. But yeah, I mean, it, let me ask you this, your VIP guide share any fun stories or trivia or anything like that throughout the day. I think that'd be kind of one of the kicks out of having somebody like that.
1: Oh, absolutely! Just all day as you're walking around, is yeah. You know, I, I think they do a good job at judging your Disney craziness,
0: <laughs> fandom.
1: <laughs> so, so they they know, uh, you know how, how in depth to, to go with it, and and uh, he knew that we love Disney, that we uh, visited World pretty often, so he uh, he really brought us into the weeds. That's and cool. and it, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was awesome. You'd, not a lot of it sticks with you, but kind of in the moment when you're pointing out that one little thing and, uh, this is that because it, it's, uh, it's so cool. You, you feel like you're the only person around that knows it.
0: Yeah. T- it takes that visit to a whole nother level. I'm sure that, you know, Hey, everybody's walking right past this little thing that nobody's going to notice mm-hmm. today. except. Now I got a little story, I, you know, I think that there's a lot so, of at Disneyland. Yeah, totally. I know because I, I'm just like you, I'm sure like I, you know, right before I go out there both times in July and this past trip, I was like reading stuff, you know, like little trivia and, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, what, what does this, uh, hitching post mean in New Orleans square, <laughs> or you know, this, what's still left from 1960s at Disneyland that you can still see, you know, the petrified tree. And, you know, it's just mm-hmm. little things like that, that people walk by and probably say, what is that thing? You know, outside the Golden Horseshoe. That's the weirdest looking big rock or something. It's the petrified tree that Lillian said, Walt, take that to your park. It's kind of ugly. Get it out of (laughs) here. So now I got to get my picture with it. Uh, So, okay, so I'll make sure we get the rest of this in. So you did that. Now, the next day, though, you guys, it looks like you and your daughter, your five-year-old, went over to DCA in the morning and just had like some father-daughter time and just kind of hit some favorites. That kind of sounds fun.
1: We did, we did. We started out with uh, Storytellers Breakfast that morning. Nice. We did the buffet there, and it that was that was solid. Uh, and then the our ten month old was being a ten month old, so my wife went back to the room with her, and uh, me and the, the five year old are the the Disney people. You know, we're we're watching the the vlogs and listening to be our guest on the way to. School in the morning so yes she she's she's my little travel disney buddy so uh that that was really cool that we were able to go over and uh redo some of our favorites we did spider-man radiator springs uh we did the regular version of guardians uh instead of the halloween version did the highlight of our whole trip the bread tour
0: yes yes (laughs) very few things are free the one bite of bread is and seeing the big mickey at the end that's yeah you're exactly right it's well, okay. I guess it'll be called San Fran Sokio or whatever from now on, oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the Pacific Wharf as it is, or was, mm-hmm. I don't know where it stands right at this moment, but yeah, that cool little area. Girardelli's too. We had one of the best Sundays ever over there oh, too. Oh yeah. Oh, so good.
1: And so, then we did, uh, we did, uh, the Grizzly river run. I, I'm not a big fan of those rides where you just get soaking wet, Me neither. but it I, was I didn't on, do on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> And I knew we were headed for naps, so that was, you know, the last stop, went by there, then went back to the room, changed, took naps, and then we uh, all went back to Disneyland that evening.
0: So you guys were starting to get close to the end of the trip, because I remember this feeling in July. You, You know, like once you hit kind of the, like you're over halfway through your trip. If you're like me, Scott says he feels it, you know, you start to just get this kind of, oh, man, like it's going so fast. Like, you know, it's going to be over before, you know, it. and it's at family time, right? Because when you're in, at home, everybody's working, everybody's going here and there. When you're at vacation at World or at Disneyland, like you're together, all you're focused on is riding rides, having fun meals and downtime where you're sharing stories and laughing together and having ice cream. I mean, life is almost perfect when you're on vacation with your family. Not always, but it's, it's pretty good. And you just, you know, you feel that starting to come to an end, you know, and here you are, you know, you got like a day left in the parks. Are you starting to kind of get that a little bit? I mean, do you get that as a dad? Cause I know Scott and I talk about that all the time. It, it oh, absolutely. I, yeah
1: I, I, I get it on, on every trip we take. It's the, okay, we've been here one day. So that means there's four days.
0: <laughs> it's terrible. Like I, I shouldn't think that way. I need to get over it.
1: <laughs> and, and especially, you know, with our proximity to Disney World, we're an hour, like a little over an hour flight, uh, or a, you know, ten-hour car drive. So it's it feels like it's kind of always right there. This is the other side of the country, yeah. so you know it's it's it, special. You know that's not going to be a, a you know twice a year thing, right? Unless you're Mike Rallman.
0: No, why? <laughs> I, I got lucky on this one. I think Pam was felt fell because I didn't get the Tron uh, media thing. So she sent me out there. Mm-hmm. So I said, I won. That's okay. I'll ride Tron uh, going down uh, next week for a spring surprise. If I get on, mm-hmm. I get on. It's a, it's a quick, it's a quick ride anyway. Okay. So your last day though, you guys, cause you did a couple of like touristy things after the Disneyland trip. How do you do your last day in Disneyland? That's kind of the, you know, cause you've been looking forward to it. This is the kind of the culmination of it. So walk us through your last day there. How'd you wrap it up?
1: uh so my wife knows me really well and our disney time is a lot different than than regular time so you know we we wanted to we checked out that morning left our bags with bell services and uh we still had park tickets so we so, said well we'll go hit a few of our favorites so we we went to um disneyland and uh the big thunder pirates uh tiki room so some of the Classic. the big favorites and, uh, you know, I thought that was it. And then I uh, looked down and we had Lightning Lanes for Spider-Man and Credit Coaster and Radiator Springs. My wife had bought a couple of the individuals and then lucked up and, and got another one. Uh, so we went over to DCA, did a few more and left about five hours later than we were planning on. but we went back to the hotel, got our car and drove to Santa Monica.
0: And okay. So real quick though, before we, we close this out, did you any, anything that was remarkable as far as outside of the Disneyland trip, like Southern California for families? Like I went to a Dodgers game and I recommend that for anybody that's any kind of a baseball fan. It was, I mean, it's truly for somebody that's grown up watching baseball my whole life to, actually be sitting in Dodger stadium and see the mountains over the outfield thing, you know, terrace. I'm like, that, that was real. Like on TV, I could have swore that was just like a, you know, a painting or something. You know, I was like, this, mm-hmm. this honestly God real. Like I'm at Dodger stadium. Did you guys do anything like that? That was pretty cool that you might recommend.
1: We did. We, uh, our hotel was actually right on the, the beach and we could see the, uh, iconic Santa Monica pier from there. So, uh, we, we went there. You know, did some of the, the touristy things there. Where we live in North Carolina, we're about 40 minutes from the coast. So it was uh, really cool to, to let our girls uh, go into the Pacific Ocean after all, already being in the Atlantic. Right. Uh, and as we were sitting on the beach there, I, uh, I'm a pilot, I, not professionally, but I fly a little bit for fun. So it's cool. You can see the Santa Monica Pier on one side and then uh, see all the planes taking off. From LAX, so that, that was really awesome to see. But we did all the regular touristy things. You know, went and saw the Hollywood sign, drove uh, downtown Hollywood, and and saw a lot of the sights and the scary Mickey's walking on the street.
0: <laughs> see, we didn't do that. We drove to see the Hollywood sign, though. We went to the Griffith Observatory. So we, because mm-hmm. Mallory had to see that. You know, she's a 15 year old mm-hmm. girl and had to have a picture you know, for social media with the Hollywood sign over her shoulder. We had to do, when they're 15, you got to take them to Beverly Hills, which I was the most out-of-place person oh, yeah. in the history yeah, of the too. world. Mike Rollman on Rodeo Drive, I was just like, Pam, we got to get out of here. Like, for real. If there's one place on this planet, I do not fit in. It is this street. It was the wildest I, I was thing. the
1: same way at, at a uh, at a stoplight, my rented minivan, mini, van, kinda, you know, <laughs> sinking down in my seat. <laughs>
0: it's like... I, I don't know why I'm here and I don't want to be here too long. Cause I, I know like people look at me like, who is that guy? Like, I, I just don't fit in. But, uh, man, I, I love this. So we, we got to wrap up, but we've got a little bit too long, not too long, but we've just got a little long. And I love this cause I could talk about this Disneyland trip forever. What's your lasting memory from this trip? I mean, it's a father's day gift. I mean, obviously a father's day you'll never ever forget, but did you have like one special I mean, he has so many great moments, but something like a memory that just maybe was unexpected. You know, you guys had some kind of a dessert that you shared or, you know, your girls did something that surprised you. Or and you mentioned like Monsters, Inc. being a surprise attraction. Anything like that that really sticks with you that's kind of like the core memory from this vacation?
1: Oh, that, that first day, just how moving it was to be there. You know, you... you you think about disney that it's you know, okay it's it's a theme park but it, it's so much more than that and to be there at that place that has inspired a, a you know multitude of theme parks around the world and that's the place that really started it all the original idea and to to be there with my family uh it's somewhere that was so important to well, certainly my wife and I, and hopefully we'll be one day to to my kids. Uh I, I was surprised how moved I was about it. I, I thought it would be, oh man, this is awesome. We're at Disneyland, but uh, to to really have an emotional experience about it was awesome.
0: I couldn't I, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how I felt. You know, I'd I went out there because everybody kind of peer pressured me. You know, everybody said, you got to go. You got to go. And I mean, I'm like the Disney guy, right? I've done a Disney podcast for 15 years. I've been to Walt Disney World. I've been on all these cruises. I felt like, well, I, d- I have to. And so I went out there and I was like, I'm going to have fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was I told myself, I'm going to have a good time at Disneyland. They have all the right. You know, they have Space Mountain. They have Big Thunder. They have Pirates. I mean, it's going to be a blast. But God, I was emotional. <laughs> like, you know, I felt, I mean, I, I hardcore fell in love for Disneyland. Like, I just there's something about that place. I think I say on Friday's on last Friday's podcast, like the nostalgia is almost for somebody like us, not for everybody mm-hmm. probably, but for folks listening to our show, like the nostalgia is almost so thick. Like when you're walking through Fantasyland land or on main street, that you can just like cut it with a knife. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like it's just, you can, it's tangible. It's wild. You, you
1: just get goosebumps and don't really know mm-hmm. why, but then you just look at your surroundings.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Well, Justin, Hey, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a busy family and, uh, what a, way, what a way to start the week. So thanks again, and uh, happy spring to you, and uh, go Blue Devils uh, next basketball season. Well, oh,
1: thank you. I appreciate you having me.
0: All righty. Don't forget our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out this week. We'd love to help you plan that next Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just swing by the website this week over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Br Guest Podcast. You guys make all this possible, and our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. This past week, it was all about me teaching my 15-year-old how to drive and how that all changed. Driver's ed, it was so much easier when I was in high school. There's not even driver's editor high school now. So we had that conversation on Mike in the Midwest. So if you'd like to get this bonus show every week, come on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm at beourguestmike on Instagram and Twitter. Would love to talk to you this week. And don't forget, next no live show this Sunday night because I will be down at Walt Disney World for the spring surprise run Disney races. Actually, I'll be in the air on the way home, but there will be no live show this Sunday night. So we'll take the Sunday night off. And we'll be back a week from this Sunday for another live call-in show. So watch some baseball. Go go for a walk with the family. Have fun. Have the night off. All right, for Justin, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Whatever you do, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at beourguestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.